0: found something, isn't it? Spam Sunday and we will be examining the final week of Jesus' earthly life, fully human life and ministry. When you read the event of the Holy Week, it reads like a movie script, isn't it? Celebration, rejection, betrayal, defeat, and i never seen before any Sounds like a movie script, isn't it? Today, celebration. Then, a few days later, rejection, betrayal, one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot. Then, defeat, he was crucified Friday, and on Sunday, he came back alive. Hallelujah! So, it sounds like a script. Many of us this morning have known this story. For years and years and there is a problem the more familiar we become with something the tendency is to approach it with casualness and miss the life-changing dynamic so we're going to look again at the event of the final week of Jesus that opened the door for humanity to be reconciled to himself. Then verse 28. Going up to Jerusalem, Jesus had made his way to Jerusalem from Jericho. Jericho is north east of Jerusalem from the map, about 15 miles. Jericho is the, in the Jordan river valley about 800 below sea level. Jerusalem is about 2,500 above sea level. So this 15 miles journey goes up about 3,300. What I would like you to note here is that our Lord Jesus Christ was traveling on foot. The King of the universe traveling 15 miles, 3,300 feet above sea level is a very tiresome journey and I wonder this morning if any of you here have tried something like that. Have you? Yet in humility he was willing to make this journey to save you Ah, what a great God we serve. Then verse 59, while he was traveling, the Bible recorded that he passed through Bethphage and Bethlehem. These were two small villages, about two miles across the Kidron Valley, on the east side of what is known as the Mount of Olives. Remember from John chapter 12, we know that his friends lived in Bethany. We know the story of Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. This little town was very close to Jerusalem. Only two miles away, he then paused here, called his disciples, and sent them on an errand to go get the donkey. Verse 30 to 39. When Jesus told the disciples about the little donkey, he told them they would find it tied up. They were to untie the donkey and bring it to Jesus, which is what they did. That little donkey was bound and it needed to be set free before the Lord could use it. There is a lesson to be learned. From this single action. Unless, and I repeat, unless we allow God to mm-hmm. untie us from the yoke of sin, yoke of unforgiveness, yoke of bitterness, anger, malice, but biting, he cannot ride on us to showcase His glory. Unless we release ourselves to Him, in other words, make yourself available for Him to use you. He cannot bride and showcase His glory. And the question for us this morning is are we ready to make ourselves available for For his own glory. God is still searching for that man who will stand in the gap. Is it not what Jeremiah says? And Ezekiel. He and in Matthew chapter 11 verse 38 says, Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Another thoughtful question about this verse is: can we say? that Jesus asked his disciples to go and steal someone's donkey? Can we say that? That Jesus asked his disciples to go and steal someone's donkey? Because that donkey does not belong to him. Go to certain place, certain location, and get the donkey for me. Can we say that Jesus asked his disciples to go and steal someone's donkey. Or can we say that Jesus has no right to take what does not belong to him? The answer is simply found in Psalm 24, verse 1. And it says, the earth is the Lord, and the fullness thereof. The earth thereof. So Jesus owns the donkey and his owner and he has every right to demand it whenever he pleases. So God owns everything. We have nothing. You remember in Anglican liturgy, whenever we come up to receive offering from the altar, we said "Of everything in heaven and our head is yours, eh? and of your own do we give you. So whatever we have, everything, our money, our resources, property, everything belongs to who? God. We have nothing. He's the owner, in charge of your life. In other words, that you are alive today is by His grace, not because of your own making. You don't deserve it. Or do you? No. It's because of him. Then in verse 36. Hold on. Can you move on to the next? Yeah. Verse 36. Have we got Peter? Let us now see verse 36, which talked about spreading close. Matthew, Mark, and John all mentioned in their gospel that palm branches were also waved at the coming of Jesus and led before him. This, of course, is why many call this Palm Sunday. And in Luke's gospel Luke stated that this fulfilled one of the key prophecies of the coming Messiah, that he would enter Jerusalem like a king, riding on a donkey, to his adoring subject. In verses 38 to 39, the crowd <laughs> that had gathered had at least three elements in it. One element was the crowd that had heard about Jesus and heard how he healed the sick, gave sight to the blind, and caused the lame to walk. So they were all excited and began to shout Psalm 118 verse 26 as Jesus approached Luke also adds that they also quoted verse 25 of that Psalm 118 Hosanna to the son of David Hosanna means save us we pray save us we pray that was one element Another element was made up of people who really didn't appreciate in the celebration or didn't participate what is going on in that celebration. They were following along, but didn't really enter into all the game. The other element was made up of the religious authorities who were skeptical of Jesus. In fact, as we see in a moment, they were already plotted. Jesus. Then verse 40. The stone we cried out, Jesus said, Look guys, if these folks were not praising me right now, the rocks will begin to cry out praises to me. Maybe the best place to position yourself in this story into this story is with the crowd that was shouting, Hosanna, son of David. Hosanna in the highest. They were excited about Jesus. They had been super spewed over into their voices and their bodies. They were not ashamed to show it. They were not reserved. Jesus said in our text, if they don't sing, if they don't shout, if they don't get totally involved in praising and worshiping me, the rocks and stones are going to start doing it. Maybe you are here this morning and the best place to position yourself into the story is with those who might have been hanging around in the crowd but not really believing that Jesus was who he said he was you have been searching for God seeking to find more about God wanting to discover how to have a relationship with Jesus you are right at the door or you haven't crossed over the doorstep standing just outside the doorstep of a house still leaves you outside but something happened there you the really just made this of that day, we were skeptical of the claims of Jesus in fact many of them didn't really resented him and maybe that is you today you don't really want to be here You have been thinking this whole Jesus thing is a sham and deceiving. And yet you are here. One thing for sure is that you are not here by accident. God has set you up. And right now you might be feeling something in your heart. That something might be Jesus. He may be calling you to follow him. You don't have to know everything about something someone to trust. You can step across the doorstep today in just a moment. If we read further down in verse 47, the Bible says that the Pharisees began to put plans into motion to kill Jesus on a Roman cross. The truth is that all, all of us in this church are responsible for the death of Jesus. Why? Because our failure to meet God's standard of moral perfection is why Jesus came to live among us and die for us. Remember from the beginning? Celebration, rejection. The same people that were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Later in the days, The same group of people were shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! And I wonder in your life, and I wonder if you have been in that position. You laugh with people, but behind your back, you are saying something different. And that's what they did to Jesus. They celebrated with him. They shouted, they rejoice. Hosanna in the highest. Then days later, the same crowd, the same group of people were shouting, crucify him, crucify him. And I wonder if you have been in that position. I wonder also if you can think about your life and your relationship with God. They plotted to kill Jesus in verse 47. And all of us here in this church are responsible. But Jesus came and he did over 2,000 years ago. He paid the price so that me and you can be free. He paid the price for all of us through him to enter the kingdom of God. He died for me and you. And I'm going to ask you this question again. Like I always do, If you're here this morning, and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, tomorrow might be too late. And you have to make that decision now. Nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. When you think about your relationship with him, if Jesus comes now, are you ready to meet him? Do you have confidence in you that you're ready to meet Jesus? It's not about being a member of St. John's Church for many years, it's about your relationship with Him. He died just because. slide this that the Lord used the donkey as his vehicle to bring glory to his name. That's what he wants to do with you and me. If we can let him in, he's not going to force you. He's giving you the opportunity. And this morning might be that opportunity to come back to him. Open your heart and allow him to come in. To be your Lord and your Savior. Look at what is going on in the world today. I always say that. Do you think the world is going to get better? No. Where are you in this story? I'm sorry celebration, rejection, betrayal, defeat and on the third day Jesus came back alive. And I just want you to pray in a moment in your, in your heart think about your life think about where you are. peace that passes human understanding? Do you know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior? If you don't know Him, I want you to pray now and ask God to come into your life. Be your Lord and your Savior. Just pray.